Christmas Unwrapped is um, the sermon series we've been doing. Christmas Unwrapped is a sermon series we've been doing in our church. Last Sunday, we began a journey on uh, uh, what it means for a child of God to be a contributor, to be a giving person, God who has planted us within his kingdom so that we are able to give. Uh, you know, as husband and wife, we give to each other. As parents, we give to our children. Uh, children give back to parents, you know, and in the society, we give back to our neighborhoods. We give back. And, and the way God has planted, created us is that we give. When we give, it's like seed sown and seed sown on good soil will yield its fruits at the due time is what the scriptures help us to understand so as I jumped real quick into our sermon today you know there's something that I read uh, and I just wrote it down so that I, I began our sermon today just mentioning that once an old lady was trying to open her door, uh, car door once an old lady was trying to open her car doors uh, with a coat hanger and she was trying and she was trying for hours put together but she had no luck at all as she was continuing to do that that's when you know she noticed a well rough looking guy walking up to her and said ma'am can I help you and he just somehow opened the door for this the lady looked at the guy and uh, she said God I thank you that you sent me a gentleman a nice guy who came and helped me the guy who heard this he looked at the lady and he said lady I'm not a nice man I just got out of the jail for uh, you know stealing cars you know what the lady said the lady looked at God and said God thank you so much you not only sent me a nice guy but also you sent me a professional to open my door <laughs> listen listen y'all our heart's posture is what matters the most in day-to-day -day life how do we navigate through what is happening in around our life when I talk about Christmas unwrapped, sometimes we receive gifts and we put it in the corner, not realizing the worth and the value that is there inside of it. And sometimes we have to pause for a moment to see what has been given to us. We never deserved it, but he just gave it to us because he wanted to honor us. Are you with me? Sometimes what God just does things is he just gives you that promotion. He just gives you that raise. He just gives you that position. He just puts you in that place of prominence only to make sure that you understand and recognize it is not by your merits, not by your talent, not by your influence. It was just the grace of God alone. How many people in this room, you have experienced the grace of God in your life? Not because of your education, your merits or your influence or your family background or status, but it was just purely the grace of heaven that you have received in your life. You know, I want to read a scripture here real quick that we can drive into uh, along as, uh, as we do this journey. A second 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 6 to 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 6 to 8 says, Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful, what's the word? Giver. God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. What a beautiful scripture this morning as we remind ourselves that the concept and the foundation of our giving is that each of you should give what you have already decided in your heart to give. See, you cannot give what has not been given to you. You give because it has been given to you, right? Number one, it, you give because it has been given to you. 
you cannot give what you don't have, right? You give what has been given to you. In the season of Christmas, it just reminds us of the beautiful concept where God the Father gave his beautiful son, right? Wonderful, only begotten son, so that we can have everlasting life in Christ Jesus. But God gave what he only had. You cannot give what you don't have. God gave what he only had in his life so that you and me can enjoy the warmth of this season. Listen, whatever God provides in our life, small or big, we must always thank God. There is nothing a small gift or a big gift when it comes from our Heavenly Father. There is nothing as a broken gift or a best gift, a good gift, when it comes from God the Father. Every gift is honored by God when it gives us to. When He gives us those gifts, it is just to make sure that we honor Him back. You know, last week, I, went, I was in a room and I came back and I teared up. I was talking to Anisha last week. I was in a room filled with the most influential people of Dallas or in the country. And some of you all might have seen on social where I posted this. Can I tell you, when I was in the room with all those people, I never thought that I could ever be there. They were the lawyers, the judges, the attorneys. They, 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 they were the, 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 the congressmen. They were the who's who of the political world. And there's so many uh, high-ranking officials in all of these places. But while I am there, I'm thinking to myself, like, what is going on? So I pulled up to an event that a friend of mine hosted last week. Pulled up to an event, and as I drove in, uh, that's when I noticed I was given the VIP card for the event. I drove in there, and as I pulled in, there's a bunch of people who came down, and they're like, Dr. Sabu has arrived. And I'm like, Dr. Sabu? Like, you're talking about me? <laughs> you know, Dr. Sabu is that I'm like, life sounds good, but it's not me, you know. And before I knew it, a guy came, you know, the security came, they escorted me to the room where all these VIPs are. I walk into this room. See, I'm dressed fine. I don't go to a place where I'm not dressed. I walk into this place and now all eyes on me like I am the guy in charge and I walk into this space and I'm looking and I'm thinking, like, what is happening? Because as I walk in, I see some of the, uh, celebrities and some people in this room and as I'm sta standing there another person came came and you know invited me and I'm going to this room um, for the lunch and as I'm going to the room for the lunch I they they escort me and made me sit at table number 14 table number 14 it's a the VIP lounge area table number 14 as I'm sitting there a group of people came and told me I'm, I'm just cutting down the short story here a group of people told me that pastor um, uh, Dr. Sabu this table is already reserved for uh, you know Jake's uh, you know uh, university uh, uh, president so uh, would you mind if you take another seat I'm like no problem at all I'm so happy and honored that I am here in this room that itself is a huge uh, uh, honor to me and uh, I just walked behind to ask the host hey can you please give me another table and they said table number 15 to 40 is open which is in the back but still in the room and they said no problem I'll go find one of the open tables one of the open chairs there and I'll sit down and as I'm going to this place the person who invited me to this uh, uh, lunch uh, you know uh, uh, conference they just asked me 
Go and sit at table number four. One word, go and sit at table number four. I looked around the room and table number four is a very first table in the room. Very first table in the room right across the stage. And I'm sitting there. While I'm sitting there, there's nobody around me. And I call Anisha and I'm like, babe, I don't know what's going on here. But, uh, you know, I don't have nobody to talk to right now. Like I am, feeling, so I, I'm talking as if I'm busy. You know, like, have you ever, done? <laughs> I'm talking as if I'm busy. I'm like, I'm talking to her and trying to find out what's going on. In 15 minutes, uh, you know, uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes walks into the room. And when he walks into the room, uh, everybody knows he's there in the building, you know. And it has been a childhood dream of mine to at least see him face to face. But now guess what happens? Table number four is where him and his wife were allocated to sit. Not just that, table number four is where the guest speakers were reserved to sit. Table number four is where the organizer, husband and wife were sitting and guess what? The seventh person at the table was me out of all of those people in the room. I just had a desire that I just wanted to meet him. You know, a childhood dream of mine has been that ever since I saw his tapes, his messages, it's been a dream of mine to just see him. And I've seen him in many videos or been in the room with many preaching, wherever he has preached. But today, for that day, for the very first time, I was sitting on the table, at the table where this wonderful family was sitting. And now it was not just him talking, sitting across. He is hugging me. He is holding me. You know, First Lady Sarita Jakes is holding my hands like an old Amuchi would do. And, you know, like talking to me. And I am like confused. What is happening in this room? Can you put that picture up? I'm confused at what is happening in this room. Like I am just honored to the level that I was wanting to. You know what? December of 2021, when we stepped into 2022, God said, this is going to be a year of God's favor in your life. Favor, you don't have to chase after favor. Favor chases you. When you do the things that God wants you to do in the season, thank you so much. When you do the things that God wants you to do in the season, favor just chases you. See, for me personally, as a young preacher, minister of God, it was just a dream of mine to be in a room uh, uh, where I'm seeing Bishop Jake's preaching. But now I got an opportunity not just see him preaching, but sit around the table and have him have conversation, pray over my life prophesy into my life and having that beautiful conversation with husband and wife and the guest speakers in that table guess what now you have to understand when I sat at table number 14 some of the people said pastor this table is already reserved you may have to find another table I didn't know that I'm going to be the guest of honor you know seated at table number four now how God promotes you in places are you with me I'm sharing this story because everything in your life comes to a place where you have to look back to say God I want to thank you are you with me church God I want to thank you I want to thank you because you don't deserve it and that's what has been given to you are you with me church Jesus was given to us even when we didn't deserve him in our sinful life he was presented to us as the greatest offering as the greatest sacrifice as the greatest blessing I didn't deserve this love but he chose me he chose me and when he chooses you he picks you up from mighty clay 
and places you on a rock to stay. Are you with me? And the rock is Jesus Christ, the eternal rock of ages. He never ever will disown you anywhere. He is with you. And I know there are people in this room, uh, you, you come from different faith backgrounds. Uh, I know there are a couple of families in this room. You come from different faith backgrounds and whatever you are receiving today, I want you to understand the greatest gift that has ever been given is Jesus Christ. The greatest gift. He doesn't need to do anything more other than that. I don't need any other gift in this life. I don't need anything more other than the greatest gift that is already being given, which is His Son, Jesus Christ. Are you with me, church? I know there are people in this room, we express our life and our faith in our worship when we say, God, I love you. But there are also people in this room, I'm just helping you understand the greatest gift that has always been and given to us is Jesus Christ. How many of you love Jesus in your life? For the grace that we have received, for the blessings we have received in our life. Listen to this very carefully. When we talk about giving, our mind is always calculating our wallet, what we have. But you have to understand something. God is not only concerned about your blessed wallet, but a blessed life. Are you with me? God is not concerned just about blessing your wallet, which is great, but to bless your life. And a lot of time when we talk about blessing, we, we calculate our wealth, our money, our influences, our people and the social stuff, everything. But when God talks about blessing, it is not just your wallet, but you as a person wholesome. You as a person altogether. That God will bless your mind that you will have peace. God will bless everything connected to you as an individual that no matter what poverty you are in, no matter what persecution you look, go through, but in the midst of all of that, you would say, God, I am thankful because I'm blessed by you. Man cannot curse what God has blessed. Are you with me, church? Oh, I'm prophesying that into your life today. Man cannot curse what God has blessed. You could go through persecution and struggle and poverty and whatever the world may put across your life. But here's my message to you. When God chooses to bless you, no matter what struggle you've been through, you will always declare, God, I thank you for I am being blessed by you. Man cannot curse you. Government can curse you. People can put you down for what God chooses to bless. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 6 to 8 reminds us each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give. You know all of this is taking our church into our giving Sunday which happens next Sunday. We're going to give out of our liberty. We are going to give out of our uh, heart. You know like we are going to give it to the Lord, believing this is beyond our tithes and offering that we have been doing at the church. This Sunday, we've been doing, the Lord put in my heart, ask the church, drive the church into an, a Sunday where you gather church together. And I pray, I pray, whatever you decide as a family, as a family, I want you to sow into what God wants to do. This is a seed sown and it's going to bless your life. It's going to bless your life, Right? Last week when we look into God's scriptures, you can either give or you can steal. You can either give or you can steal. That's what we looked into the scriptures last Sunday. And today, each of you should give what you've already decided in your heart. 
So this week, when you go back to your homes, along with your family, if you're watching us online, decide with your family. Sit down and decide with your family. Anisha asked me, what are we planning to do? And I told her the amount. This is what I, I think we should be doing as a family. Whatever you decide as your family, whatever you decide, it could be, it could be a $1 to whatever it is, whatever it is. But I want you as a family to decide in your heart before you contribute. We'll pray for it next Sunday before we actually make these contributions. I know that this is going to bless some of our families. Test and see. I know this is going to lift you up, change your circumstances. Because this is what the Lord has asked me to do within our congregation. It could be a small congregation, but the vision is larger. The vision is larger. Listen, 2 Samuel chapter 24, verse 24 is the second scripture that I want to bring out here. 2 Samuel chapter 24, verse 24 says, But the king said to Aranawa, No, but I will buy it from you for a price. I will not offer burnt offerings to the Lord, my God, that cost me nothing. So David bought the threshing floor and the oxen for 50 shekels of silver. Now when you read through the scriptures here, you see a classic Davidic scripture where he talks about giving unto God. And David makes this commitment. He talks to the king and lets him know, no, I will buy it from you. I don't want it for free. I don't want to take it just because you are offering this to me. I don't want to take it just because you are giving this to me. I want to take it with a price because I am not going to build my own home with this. I want to contribute into God's kingdom with the money that you are blessing me with. With what I am taking from here as a burnt offering, I want to bless his kingdom. That's what, exactly what you see David bringing out here. I will not offer burnt offerings to the Lord that cost me, what's the word? nothing it's easier to provide when you have everything but it really challenges you when you have nothing the widow and Elijah's story is a classic example to understand when she had nothing prophet asked her hey you know what anyways you're going to die why don't you make the last meal for me God tested her obedience. When was she willing? When she was willing to do what God asked her to do through the prophet, God just blessed. The word says, it never went dry again. Are you with me? Her jar never went dry again. Even when she had nothing. Even when she had emptiness all around her. Even when she only sight of life in front of her is death. The only sight in front of her is death. And prophet comes and asks her, I know you're about to die, but with what you have, are you willing to provide? And that's when the Lord saw her obedience. The greatest, greatest test of our life as a Christian is our obedience. That's what offering looks like. When God said, bring in your treasures, bring in your wealth to the house, that's what it looks like. Why? Because our heart is connected to what we treasure the most. But God says, I want to challenge and test 
your obedience today. How obedient are you? When I say to bring it in the Garden of Eden, God planted all the trees. In the Garden of Eden, God planted all the trees. Every creator, flora and fauna, was given to Adam and Eve to rule, to occupy, to inherit, to be blessed with. God blessed them with all the fruitful trees. But he said, leave that one for me. Are you with me? The principle of tithing. You got to know and understand very carefully. In the Garden of Eden, God created everything. He gave it to man to enjoy, but for one tree. God said, that tree belongs to me. You can have it everything, but that one belongs to me. What was God doing? He was checking their obedience. Disobedience lost their authority in Christ Jesus. Disobedience made them being expelled from the place where God kept them to rule. Are you with me, church? Disobedience pushed them out of the safe zone of God's prosperity and blessings and peace. They were chased out of the place that God created for them. Why? Because they disobeyed and they went for the one. God said no. God said no. If the God of the Bible talks to Adam and Eve about that one that you have to leave it for me, listen to very carefully. Tithe and offering is an act of obedience unto God. It's not in how much we give to God. It is in the act of obedience saying that God, whatever you bless me with, it is thy grace and thy grace alone. Be it the little to the big, whatever you have blessed my family with, it is thine and thine alone. You cannot give what has not been given to you. It has been given to you. That's why you give. Because you recognize the importance here, not by my own strength or merits, but was given to be my father in heaven. Christ Jesus was given to me. Wealth is given to me. Time is given to me. Wisdom, knowledge is given to me. All of the blessings around me is being given to me. And I give it back. I don't hold it back with me. I give it to the Lord. When you look to that scripture, 2 Samuel chapter 24, verse 24, David says, I will not offer anything that costs me nothing. I don't want to bring things just because I have it, but I want to pay for it. I want to do something here that costs me something as I give to the Lord. Are you with me, church? It costs me something. I don't want to just pick something on the way and come and give to the Lord. You know, when we do that, listen, you're dishonoring God. I don't want to do something where it costs me nothing. I don't want to do something that doesn't honor God at all. With whatever I am doing, be it the small present to the big, whatever I get to do, it is to make sure heaven is honored. I honor God in my giving. Listen to this very carefully. Giving is an expression of God's love. Man who's made in the image of God, the expression of our love is giving. Are you with me? Husband and wife, we love each other. In our love, how do we affirm it? We give to one another. Our love, our warmth, we give to one another. What happens as a husband and, husband and wife, in the, in the holiness of our marriage, when a husband gives it to the wife, the wife produces it. 
wife produces it. It becomes a blessing. In the holiness of you as a bride, as a child of God, when we sow into the kingdom that God has planted us, what happens when you sow, you shall definitely reap. So here's what I have written down that I don't forget and I have to mention this. Don't judge the day by the harvest you receive, but the seed you sow. Are you with me? Let that thought just sink in. Don't judge the day by the harvest you receive, but the seed you sow. Because the principle of the word of God is that whatever you sow, you shall reap. Are you with me? Are you with me, church? Whatever you sow, in your relationship, whatever you sow, you shall reap. Whatever you shall sow, wherever God has planted you, and I believe there are some people in this room, you're about to sow into his kingdom where God will bless you in his kingdom. The God will take you away into a place of prominence where no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has ever perceived, but only God can do it because that's the principle of God's word. I don't offer anything that costs me nothing. You know, even when we gather here for worship, I know it's going to be bad. Today, I know a lot of us wanted to watch the Brazil, not Brazil, Argentina and France, right? I don't know who is winning. Whoever is winning, God bless them. <laughs> but we chose to be here in this room. We are choosing to, to be in places of missions where nobody wants to go, but we choose to go. I want to do something that costs me. Are you with me, church? There's so many mission organizations, so many missionaries, so many pastors, so many leaders that plant themselves in places where it costs them their own life and their security and their peace. It costs them. Guess what? Do you think heaven doesn't notice it? When you get to do something under the presence of God, you can say, God, I don't want to offer a praise that costs me nothing. I may be dying. But I want to praise you because it does cost me to be in the presence of yours. And David said, I don't want to do something that costs me nothing here. Can I have the worship team behind me as we dive into the next scripture that I have for the church here. As we look into Matthew chapter 6 verse 21, it says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. Where is our treasure today? It's a heart check. Where is our treasure today? Where is our treasure today? That this morning as we gather in God's presence, we can say, God, my treasure is you. Christ is my treasure. The greatest gift in life that has been given to me is salvation. And Christ is the treasure of my, of my, of my life. As you look through that, listen, giving is all about your heart. And that's why Matthew 6, 21 says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. Giving is all about your heart. Are you with me? See, you don't give hesitantly. Give with all your heart. When you praise Him, praise Him with all your heart. When you worship Him, worship Him with all your heart. When you be in the presence of God, be there. Not because of anybody's compulsion that is pulling you to that space, brothers and sisters. But be there because you love 
the Lord. Are you with me? How many of you are enjoying this? You love the Lord and that's why you want to do it. Not because somebody compelled you. Not because somebody forced you. You can't do nothing because somebody's forcing you. You want to do it because you honor God. You want to do it because your heart's condition and your posture of your heart is to worship and honor Him. And I want to do it because it matters the most in the place where God has planted me. Second thing, giving honors God. Giving honors God. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 9 says, Honor the Lord with all your wealth, with the first fruits of your produce. Honor the Lord. Giving honors God. Are you with me church? When I bring my tithes, my offering, my giving unto His kingdom, when I do things that benefits the kingdom of God, when I go and do an outreach or help somebody who is in need, what happens? I am honoring God with the words God has asked me to do. I'm honoring Him. Hallelujah. When you ask your children to obey what you have said and ask them to do, what happens? When your children does that, they're actually honoring your words. Are you with me? When we ask our children to do something and when they do it, there is a joy in our, in our lives. No matter how, how annoying they are sometimes. But when they do that, what we have asked them to do, we're filled with so much joy. Why? Because in their doing, they are honoring you as a parent. In their obedience, they're honoring you as a parent. So when we get to surrender ourselves and give unto the Lord our offerings of praise and worship, tithes, our wealth, our knowledge, our wisdom, our time, everything God has blessed us with. When we offer unto His presence, what are we doing? We are honoring God. And I pray that a generation of young people and families will rise up in this space where we learn to honor God in our tithes and offerings. In our giving, we are honoring God. And this is the season God has placed us all together. As we unwrap the gifts this season that our parents are buying, that our children are buying, that family members are gifting us, but also understand the greatest gift that has been unwrapped for us is Jesus and Jesus alone. That's all. Christmas trees will go back into the boxes of the storage in a week. All the boxes here will be empty. But there's one thing that remains true for all season. He doesn't need a December to come alive. He is alive all through January, February, all through 2023 and all the years to go by. He is the greatest gift that has ever been given. And it is our privilege that we join hands with Him to give into the Lord. Give for the cost of the work. So giving Sunday, next Sunday, as we gather our church together on a giving Sunday, what are we doing? You know, that money and everything that we get, we're going to plant churches in Jesus' name. We're going to send forth missionaries in Jesus' name. It's going to happen. We're going to build church right here on our property. It's going to happen. Are you with me, church? It's going to happen. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has ever perceived for what God does for His children who loves Him. I am here to declare in the name of Jesus, no matter how many demons come to attack and bind you, but when you are ready to work in the ways of God and to honor Him, He declares, I will do it for you. Because I, the Lord, will lift you up. I, the Lord, I am with you. Proverbs 3, 9, honor the Lord with your wealth. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of your, of your produce. Deuteronomy chapter 15, verse 7 to 11, 
please read it mark it highlight it please read it when you have a you know time um, but let me just read real quick for you if anyone is poor among you Deuteronomy chapter 15 verse 11 7 to 11 if anyone is poor among you fellow Israelites in any of the towns of the land the Lord your God is giving you do not be hard-hearted or tight-fisted towards them rather be open-handed and freely lend them whatever they need be careful not to harbor this wicked thought the seventh year for canceling debts is near so that you do not show ill towards the needy among your fellow Israelites and give them nothing they may appeal to the Lord against you and you will be found guilty of sin verse 10 listen give generously to them and do so without a grudging heart then because of this the Lord your God will bless you in all your work and in everything you put your hand to and this is the scripture that the Lord asked me to prophesy over our church this season prophesy over your life over your family over your children listen to verse 10 give generously to them do not do this with a grudging heart then because of this the Lord your God will bless you in all your work and in everything and in everything you put your hands to whatever you're going to do in this season you will see a blessing in Jesus name are you with me your work you will see a supernatural miracle your house you'll see a supernatural miracle your family you'll see a supernatural miracle whatever you put your hands to whatever business you do whatever organization you're part of whatever and wherever you put your hand to you will see the reward of heaven within and every place where God has taken you everything you put your hand to God says I will bless you why because you chose to obey my words not with a grudging heart but open-hearted open-hearted you have come and you have surrendered to offer this unto me listen there will always be poor people in the land therefore I command you to be open-handed towards your fellow Israelites who are poor and needy in your land but when you read verse 15 it talks to us something important remember that you were slaves in Egypt and the Lord God redeemed you that is why I give you this command today what was the command to give the command is to give generously when you see the poor and needy provide for them when you see people who are broken-hearted help them when you see somebody who can't make it be with them because what you have and what God has given you is much larger than what they have what is in you is bigger and greater than what is in the world so God needs you to provide for people who are in need are you with me church he's already blessed you with that it could be a word of affirmation it could be a text message it could be some benefits come some gifts it could be whatever you can choose that when you see the needy in your surrounding around you and I declare in Jesus name the reason why God gave us this commandment was verse 15 reminds us remember that you were slaves in Egypt but I redeemed you 
That's our story, brothers and sisters. The reason why we give to God is because we were slaves. Slaves have no bank account. Slaves have no money. Slaves have no wealth. Slaves have nothing to declare and boast about themselves. No, I was a slave to sin, but the work of Jesus has saved me. He has honored me. He has lifted me up. And that is why God says, be generous to people around you. Give your rise up in God's house. Brothers and sisters, as we rise up in God's house, two things that remind our church today is giving is all about your heart. Second thing, giving honors God. In all of the message today, there are two things that you can follow. It is giving is all about your heart. Giving is all about your heart. So today when you are starting to worship Him, to praise Him, to honor Him, do not be reluctant. Do not hold yourself back. God has liberated you. You are free in Jesus.